Hello and welcome back to another episode of Still So Young with Maggie and Reese. And today I am going to be interviewing Reese, a little co-host interview session. And then next week I'll interview Maggie. So give me all of your questions that you want to know. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I felt like we haven't really talked about our lives since the first episode so I felt like maybe we could do just a little more in-depth about each other and I I felt like that would be fun yeah and honestly even in the prep for this episode we have learned that there's stuff we don't know about each other (laughs) yes yes we were looking through the outline and I was like Reese was like I don't want to talk about this. And I was like, wait, why? And we just had a full conversation <laughs> before hopping on here. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's still things I don't know any. <laughs> I don't know about you. What the heck? But that's the fun part of friendship. You are always learning. Yeah, for sure. That sounded really cheesy. <laughs> no, it, it honestly is kind of cute, like coming up with questions and then, I don't know, like learning things that you didn't know. It's cute. Yeah, it's fun. Um, what would younger you be happy about this week? Younger Reese would be happy about the fact that she got to be a part of a really cool project. And it was super fun. And I don't know what I can say except that once I can talk about it, I will never stop talking about it. And it will be shoved in all of your faces repeatedly for the rest of my life. But yeah, it was yeah. cool. It made me feel real good. And it was fun. And I love it. I loved seeing all the behind the scenes that you were posting and like or what you were tagged in or whatever that mm-hmm. was it's like ah i Dude. don't know what i can what? ask but i want to know everything <laughs> wasn't the light so good in those photos yes i was like, like that damn. was good blue hour shit i was like oh. mm-hmm. you posted cool. a picture from it right yeah i posted some ice and then I think I'm going to post another photo tomorrow of the lighthouse. That looks really pretty. Oh, my gosh. Cute. Okay, everyone keep a lookout on Reese's Instagram. Yeah, yeah. that blue hour picture was so pretty. It was fun. It was fun to be outside and take photos. And yeah. I need to go do that more. Yeah, for sure. What would younger Maggie be happy about? A couple of days ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, I get – I'm, like, in this creative flow right now, like, ideas are coming I'm really in the mood to draw and I haven't felt like this in a few months so this was like a big deal and I start drawing start designing today I was in such a good workflow I my boss sent me like a an assignment and I finished it within a couple hours and it was like I put a picture on my close friends and I was like look at the work I did I know I was so proud of it and then my boss is happy with it and I was just like damn like I am just feeling so good lately and then I realized it's Pisces season and I'm a Pisces (laughs) and that's why it's like oh that makes a lot of sense (laughs) lean into it I love this for you yeah no I'm definitely leaning into it now that I know I'm like now that I know it's Pisces season I'm like oh Okay, I'm leaning into this. But yeah, yeah, that makes that makes my younger self happy. I love that for you. And I love the design. I'm happy I'm on here at Close Friends. Yeah. (laughs) I feel so good when I realize that I'm on people's close friends. And sometimes it's like we're not that close, but I know. (laughs) I'm glad you think this of me. I know. Well, and I have people on mine. Like, obviously, you're not one of these people, but I have, there's like a couple people on mine that, like, I've never really spent that much time with you, but I feel like we would get along really well if we were. Mm -hmm. And that's like why they're on my close friends. Yeah. And it's just funny whenever I see them that they like saw my story and I'm like, lol, we like barely know each other. (laughs) But I also, I feel really honored when I'm on other people's and I'm like, I feel like we're not that close, but thanks. <laughs> no, but there's some people that have my close friend story. Because I made my close friends when I was single or single adjacent. And um, I added some guys on there that was like, I want you to see. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I want you to really see what I'm posting. When did they come out with Close Friends? Because I don't think I was single when they came out with Close Friends. Um, It was sometimes after I broke up with the one guy and then to now. Yeah, so damn. So I didn't get to experience that. that You missed out. (laughs) You missed out on fully getting to lean into being a single girl on the internet. Yeah, because that's. I've heard stories about it. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I heard, I don't know what I, I think I was listening to a podcast or something of this, I don't literally can't remember who it was, but they were, t- whoever it was that was talking about this was like, yeah, I like made a close friends and it was literally only the guy that I was talking to that was on it. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so smart. Why didn't I think of doing that when I was single? And I was like, wait, I don't think I was single when close friends came out. Uh, so that's fun yeah i've stopped posting on my close friends i realized that um i don't know my close friends don't want to see me post more they want me to get off my phone and off the internet (laughs) they don't need (laughs) they don't need any more content (laughs) i think they're genuinely like please reese mute us we don't want to see your stories <laughs> well that's their own problem they can no, just not look you can't get away from me i'm everywhere <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay anyways let's go through we got a lot of responses to our would younger you be happy about on instagram really if you don't follow make sure you follow everyone so you can send yours in but this week we got so many so we might not be able to say all of them. I'll start with this one. Will you do Megan said going to Mexico for the first time and getting engaged. Congrats. Oh. That's so exciting. Love that. Emily said we're going back to Paris this summer. This is the Emily that was a guest a few weeks ago. A few I episodes ago. Love that for you and I'm so jealous. Um. Yeah, everyone needs to follow her at m underscore durs i want to go to paris this summer i'm so excited gracie said i'm going on a girl's trip with my sister to the bahamas that's so fun i've never been to the bahamas and m said making a mochi is it mochi is that how you pronounce that is it M-O-C-H-I? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Mochi chocolate cake with rainbow sprinkle pop rocks frosting for my partner's 29th birthday. That sounds I delicious. Try that so bad. Yeah. That's making my younger self happy right now. <laughs> the other the day, of that. I bought a pack um, of um, green tea mochi because that's the where it's the ice cream wrapped in the like bean paste. It's like a Japanese dessert, mm-hmm. I believe. I bought myself a pack the other day and I ate them all at one sitting and they're my favorite. At the um when I lived in Seattle, there's a Japanese grocery store right next to my work. And I would go buy them there all the time. And I miss it so much. Mm. I really want to try this cake. I'm yeah, like, I really send me a recipe. I want to try to make this. <laughs> uh. Okay, well, that's all that I'm going to say for this week. Um, As always, make sure you're following us on Instagram so that you can send yours in and we'll possibly say them on the podcast. Yes. All right, Reese, let's dive into it. This episode is all about you. I'm sure your Leo ass is so excited (laughs) about that. (laughs) I mean. Just kidding. I love teasing you about that. No, you're not wrong. (laughs) And also, I think it'd be wrong to not tease someone who's a Leo sun and a Leo moon. Yeah, no. Part of I, me. I mean, Derek is a Leo, and I love teasing him about being a Leo. <laughs> My friend Mel loves teasing me about being a Leo, too. I think, honestly, everyone loves teasing Leos about being Leos because well, they're so like, much so just Leos. Well, and it's, it's funny because – even me teasing you right now, you're like, ah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> he's like, he's 
just like, yes, I do love it. <laughs> Don't stop. No, but yeah, it's so funny. Uh, okay, well, where do you even want to begin? Should we start like, um, well, can probably- you explain your upbringing? What kind of kid you were? What were your favorite things to do as a kid? Yeah, so I was the youngest. Um, I have two older siblings. Um, I am the self-proclaimed favorite child (laughs) besides Indigo. Indigo, she's beaten me out a little bit. And then so is, um, yeah, Indigo's winning. Which just sucks because she's she's kind of a shithead, so it's not fair. But Indigo's yeah. your dog. Yeah, Indigo's <laughs> my dog. Everyone that's wondering. I'm in competition with her for being the favorite. Um I am to my mother's probably dismay, but also enjoyment. I am a clone of my father. Like <laughs> the same personality love to pester like we are two peas in a pod to a point where it's probably annoying to others but it's kind of fun (laughs) we never get bored we both love ourselves greatly um oftentimes you will notice us staring at our own reflections whether it's in a window a mirror (laughs) in someone's sunglasses (laughs) I don't know. He's a Scorpio, so that's kind of fun. Oh, interesting. Yep. For anyone wondering, I'm a Scorpio rising, so there is a little bit of that mixed in. Um, I've always loved the outdoors and just being active and just getting into shit, you know? Like, I always wanted to play soccer or play football or learn how to do the splits Um, as a child, I wanted to be a server because my mom had been, I knew my mom had been a waitress when she was younger. So like I wanted to be a waitress growing up. That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) And I wanted to be a cheerleader because she was a cheerleader. And then, um, I loved skiing, loved soccer, was in karate. I'm actually a secondary black belt for anyone that's wondering. That's my little fun fact. There is a video of me breaking a board to prove it out there in this world. Um, I feel like I'm just rattling off things. I don't know. I was just always, always down to send. I thought I was the coolest shit because I started skiing young. And when you're young, you're like not breakable. So I would just go send it down some stuff. Which was great. My skis had flames on it. I was so cool. <laughs> I briefly did dance. And then my parents um gave me the option of doing the other sports that I also loved. Because I had a pick between dancing, soccer, karate, and skiing. I could only have three. So they guided me to pick not dance because I was really bad at it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I got glasses at six years old. So I was always <laughs> I stood out as a kid. I had giant curly ass hair and then glasses and I was the first with glasses and like the only curly haired kid. And I just stood out and I was a ham. Cute. I was kinda ugly, but I No, you were cute. Um I have some pictures to prove I wasn't. But I mean we we all have like some pictures where we like Oh. <laughs> from basically when I got my glasses until I started shoving contacts in my eyeballs in sixth, fifth or sixth grade, I was in my rough phase. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of in their rough phase at that point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but <laughs> mine was extra rough. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I've just always loved attention. I love being a star. <laughs> I'm, oh, this was my favorite thing. I was an aggressive reader as a kid. Because it was like a competition. If you read so many books in the summer, you got something. Or like Mm -hmm. you got a talk on the school announcements. (laughs) So you bet your ass I read all those books every year so quickly. Oh my gosh, so cute. Yeah. I don't know. I've always been competitive. Always loved attention. So what did – like were you already kind of interested in the outdoors as a kid? 
like skiing or hiking or anything or were like did your parents kind of take you out and do those things and then you realized you liked doing them? Yeah, so my parents got us doing those things because growing up they never really had any of that. Like they didn't really go on trips or travel or go hiking or spend time in the outdoors. So their methodology was kind of like do the opposite. So at six weeks old, I got to go on my first little hiking adventure. Um, And they would just take us up to – so I'm from the suburbs, and they would take us up to Duluth or Grand Marais whenever they could. If they had like an off day, they would just take us for a day trip, a couple days. We would go farther up and spend more time up north. We never camped. But we would hike. We would do day trips in the Boundary Waters. We would go to all the different state parks. And then we'd usually do like one bigger road trip out to a national park each summer if possible. Um, but yeah, they kind of really pushed that on us mm-hmm. to travel and to see different parts of the country. And it was cool. I was really lucky. Yeah. I didn't realize not everyone got to travel that much as a kid. Yeah, I my parents, I mean, we went on trips, but we didn't travel a lot. Yeah, um, and our trips were very much so like we didn't go on the relaxing lay-by-the-pool trips ever. It was uh, we are hiking. We are doing every activity we can. So I think now I'm very much so if I travel, I'm like, wait, you have to spend every single minute and every single second doing something. There's no resting. (laughs) There's no downtime. It's go, 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 go. You don't know when you'll come back, which maybe isn't necessarily the healthiest mindset with it. But I also don't know (laughs) if I would change it. I kind of like the go, go, go. Yeah. Were you like a nerd in school growing up? Like I know you – read obviously but like were you like the type of person that like needed a's or um my parents needed me to have a's (laughs) and I was in some advanced classes in some areas and then other areas I just if it if it wasn't interesting to me I like did not give a shit and I wouldn't do the work Mm-hmm. I always felt that homework was busy work and I hated it, so I just wouldn't do it, really. Yeah. So there's some classes where I got bad grades in high school, but I just – I don't know. I was which, always like, sure. which classes or subjects? Mm, math. I wasn't a homework girl. Um, I was usually pretty good at doing the math, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do homework or show my work to save my life. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know if I felt – I just I liked history because that was interesting I liked English because I was reading and I was good at that and I also had a good teacher and then I would skip a lot of my classes to be in the clay room (laughs) um not saying that this was okay and a lot of people turned turned their eyes at this one but I like would forge like I actually never mind we'll cut this um a lot of my teachers were okay with me showing up late to some of my classes or leaving early or getting randomly pulled from class or completely skipping it for me to be in the playroom because I was good at it. And um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got away with a lot. Yeah. But I was also in Nordic skiing and cross-country running and... On senior skip day, I forged my parents' signature and got out of class for a doctor's appointment <laughs> just <laughs> to go hide out in the clay room all day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I would do that kind of a lot. I hope I don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I was like a, a naughty kid sometimes, but in the way to just still be at school, just in a different class. Yeah, that's funny. So I think oh I was gosh. nerdy. Yeah. In my own special way. Yeah. That's I also cute. Um, refused to wear pants to school. So it was either, this sounds bad, but I would either wear a dress, 
Like, I would wear a dress to school every single day, and if I didn't feel like wearing a dress, it would be leggings. There was no in-between. I did not wear jeans. I wore a lot of red lipstick or that dark purple color lipstick. One time I dyed my hair like a – it was supposed to be chocolate brown, but it turned out that, like, purpley color. <laughs> I uh, I was artsy and moody. I went through a phase. Oh Cute. I had one boyfriend and we were together for like a month before I broke up with him on April Fool's Day. <laughs> he was like, are you joking? <laughs> yeah, because I would joke about that. That's you know? funny, actually. But it wasn't a joke. It was poor timing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so oh, funny. Poor guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, so – in college, that was kind of when you got into photography, right? Yes. Do you want to talk about how you got into that? What, like, initially got you into it? Or? Yeah. So I transferred school. So I was originally at St. Scholastica my freshman year, and then I transferred to UMD for my sophomore year. And um, I loved Duluth, but I wasn't skiing anymore. So I was like, what do I do with my free time? I've never had 40 hours a week of free time before, you know? So I started going hiking a lot at all the different places in Duluth and, like, up the North Shore. And I was trying to remember, like, places I went to as a kid, but didn't fully know, like, was this at Tatagooch? Was this at Temperance? Where was it? So it was a little bit of a challenge to me, too of just, like, trying to think back to places from when I was younger or, like, remember from photos and try to find them, which was super fun. It was quite the challenge. And then eventually, after only taking iPhone photos and sharing those on Instagram, I was like, I kind of want to buy a camera. Like, I think I'm taking good photos. I should get a camera. So I worked all the holidays at the nursing home that I had a job at. Because then I would get double and a half pay. And then I worked overtime a little bit over winter break on top of that to get time and a half. And I saved up enough money to buy my first camera from Target. Because it <laughs> they had a little Nikon D3400 and it had a full little like, kit lens moment and everything I needed. And then I started taking my camera with hiking. And then I just kept posting that stuff on Instagram. And I slowly got better. And started going more and, like, getting more into it. And it just kind of grew from there. Cute. Cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I love I was, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was so bad at first. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Everyone goes through that phase of, like, trying to be super artsy with, like, every yeah, shot. Yeah, you were just – you were feeling out your creative flow, you know? Yeah. You are figuring out your taste for your photos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it was fun. <laughs> it was cool. A lot of the stuff has been all like trial and error because um one, I could not pay attention to like YouTube videos on camera settings and editing. They're always like so slow and so boring or like too much steps for me. So I was like, I can't do that. I don't understand <laughs> this. So a lot of it was trial and error and then Obviously, I dated another photographer for a while and then hung out with his friends. So, like, they would also randomly be like, oh, I do this setting and it makes me get, like, this in my photo. I was like, oh, sick. Cool. (laughs) Or, hey, for the past two years, you've been exporting your photos at not the highest quality. Cool. Didn't know that. So, it's a lot of, like, that stuff, which was super cool to learn and figure out and yeah I will say that's one pro of surrounding yourselves with like other people in your like hobby community thing like if you are around other photographers you will pick up on things that they do they will pick up on things you do which is cool but then it also can get to be a lot Mm -hmm. yeah just like competitiveness and people getting squirrely and whatnot Mm mm-hmm but yeah. I I relate though to tutorials online like it's it'll be a six minute video and I'll be like I can't I can't get through this 
right? Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's almost like just having someone else be like with you, showing you mm-hmm. is like easier for me to understand. I don't know. Something about online videos is like, oh, I can't. I would agree. I I can't do them. I wish I could. I just, I can't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That is funny, though. I know we touched on your Alaska internship, in quotations, yeah. in, like, the very first episode that we did. Do you want to touch on that again, or? Sure. <laughs> um. So, backstory, my boyfriend at the time really wanted us to have the, like, well, he would quit his job, I would graduate college, and then we would just, like, move up to Alaska and have that, like, full moment. And when that was first brought up to me, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. I just was in college forever. I just want a job within my field because, one, I have zero dollars. Like, I was literally making enough serving to pay my rent and then, yeah, pay my rent more or less and then just hope that I would have food I don't know because I worked at a restaurant you mean you worked there too but yeah we worked at Angie's together it was not doing you you made no tip money from January till May yeah yeah like, I mean we touched on that in the last episode of how winters are tough mm-hmm. like re- like restaurants it's like there's no foot traffic so then there's no tips. Yeah, there's we no didn't. Hours. We didn't get any tips. Bare, like you were lucky if you got a shift in the winter. Uh huh. So like I was just, just getting by, and then I was like, let's go to Alaska. I was like, with what money? I don't have that. I don't want to go. I want a corporate girly job with insurance, and a nine to five and stability. Like that's what I wanted <laughs> so badly. And we fought a lot about that. And then finally I was like, whatever. I will try to get an internship up there. At least then I'm like trying and not fully shooting down the dream, you know? So I was able to find an internship up there and it seemed decent, like solid. I had interviewed, Zoomed with the person. I had physically been to one of the restaurants before. Because I had been to Alaska as a child or as a teenager with my parents. So I'd been to one of the restaurants that the parent company that this internship would be at owned. So like this is a real place. I've been to this place before. I've been to the neighboring town where my housing was going to be. Like in the grand scheme of moving to Alaska, I had a little bit of the comfortability of I had been there before and been to these Mm -hmm. places before. And so we decided to go. I accepted it, the internship. We, I skipped commencement ceremony. Like I turned in my final on Friday, hopped in the car. We drove off to Alaska. And I also, I remember the your last day at Angie's. I remember like because I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. No one knew that what I was doing. Like, I remember you saying goodbye to someone, and I was like, wait, what do you mean? Like, it was, like, the kind of goodbye that's, like, forever goodbye. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And then um, I remember you left, and Evan – I'm pretty sure it was Evan. We were, like – I think – I remember it was Nick working that day. Mm Mm-hmm. He was – we would flirt with each other all the time at work. It was my favorite thing. He was um, such a big flirt. I th- I'm pretty sure we flirt, flirted too. <laughs> know, isn't that fun? I had so many like work boyfriends Yeah, where I would just flirt with everyone and it was great. <laughs> I love the restaurant industry. It's so um, funny. And I think Brozan was working. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember those two because I feel like Nick was the one that did the pie to my face or the whipped cream to my face. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember. Oh, maybe that's what, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I just remember like something dramatic happened, and then you like said goodbye, and then I was like, wait. And I feel like she's like she's like of hugging. 
because I don't I don't remember if I was even there or if you were in a hurry or something, but I don't I don't remember like giving you a hug or anything. I don't either, but I also like we weren't that we close weren't super until. close at that point. People are probably like, what are you guys talking? <laughs> People are probably so confused. You guys, we were not close. Like we were we, we were like to Angie's. We were co Because we start Yes, but we started at the same exact time that we couldn't work together. So we mm-hmm. didn't like get close ever. Like we would like fo- we followed each other for a while and like that's kind of why we were like we would chit chat when we would see each other. And but we weren't like super close like work friends like we're going out because we would go out and I remember you would like you would like hang out and do your tips and then you would just like go home because you would always yeah. like, want to take pictures in the morning. And uh, with working at a restaurant that serves alcohol or whatever, they're pretty strict about underage drinking. And I didn't oh, turn yeah. 21 till the end of summer. Mm-hmm. So for most of the year when servers are bonding, I couldn't go out after work. Yeah. And then um, there was only – So that like, was another part of why. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the newbies, it would kind of be like one of us would be inside, one of us would be outside if we were both on. So yeah, even if we, we could work the be... same shift, we weren't in the same inside or outside section. Yeah. We had to be around like stronger servers mm-hmm. so that they could help out if you were – anyways, people are probably like, okay. Whatever, yeah. So we worked at the same place but didn't really talk. Moral of the story. But okay. Anyways, I I like I like kind of remember you leaving without really saying goodbye to everyone. And I was like, wait, she's like – gone gone like she's like leaving and I remember I'm pretty sure it was Evan was like yeah like she's moving to Alaska and I was like wait what (laughs) I like had no idea yeah I like I don't know if this is an okay term but I like Irish goodbye I yeah you really did (laughs) I did not really tell people where I was going or what I was doing this is where I think the mysteriousness of my Scorpio comes out Mm -hmm. I like things to just all of a sudden like, where all of a sudden you're like, oh, she's in Alaska. Oh, she moved to Seattle. Now she's back, <laughs> but moved to Duluth. Like, what? I like that little the little air of mystery, the little, like, surprise. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's so funny, though. Which is tough, though, with also being a Leo and loving attention. Like, those two really battle each other where I'm like, do I really lean into the tension of the surprise and then just super bake all at once? Or do I milk this shit forever? Yeah, and I really that makes a lot of sense actually. Now that you're saying it, mm-hmm. like because like you want to be mysterious, but then you want, and then your Leo is like, no, attention. you must tell everyone. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I feel like if I ever have a kid, I will go full Kylie Jenner on it, and then just all of a sudden be like, surprise. Here's yeah, I could see that. <laughs> that was crazy that she was able to do that. I know. <laughs> and it's iconic and I want to do that <laughs> so badly but uh, also I could milk that pregnancy for every bit of attention along the way that's true and it's tough good thing this is um, okay sorry and far away yeah so I moved Anyways. to Alaska um <laughs> prior to leaving we had like a calm department banquet and I had told a couple of the professors what I was doing that day and they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm driving up to Alaska with my boyfriend. And they're like, what? No, you're not. And I was like, yeah, I am. And they're like, that's – are you sure about that decision? Like, you feel really good about this relationship? Like, you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, of course I want to do that. I'm a 21-year-old girl. Like, I'm going on an adventure. Um, they tried super hard to talk me out of it. Like, hard to the point where I was like, do you guys know something I don't know? And uh, I had, yeah, like, I think that should Wait, the, these were coworkers? No, professors in the department. Oh, professors. Okay. And a part of me was like, it feels like my parents telling me not to do something, so now I really want to do it. And the other part of me is like, oh, why are these people having so much pause? Should I be having more pause about this decision? (laughs) 
So I went to Alaska and um, got there. Everything that was promised was just not true. I didn't have my own housing. They had me with this old dude, which nothing wrong with being old, nothing wrong with being a dude. I just, a 21-year-old girl, shouldn't be told I'm living in a cabin by myself and end up living in a cabin with a 50-year-old cook uh, from a restaurant. <laughs> I think a lot of us have been around restaurant cooks and wouldn't want to <laughs> live alone with them as a young lady. <laughs> or just uh, without, like, consent, without, like, fully agreeing yeah. and knowing this person. And, uh, yeah, so that was sketchy. And then – um. Then I wanted to go back home to Minnesota and then because I just I didn't want to be a server up in Alaska. That was not the vision I had for myself post-college. Um, it probably would have turned out if I would have taken a serving job. But it just at that point, I didn't want to be a server. If I wanted to keep serving, I would have stayed in Duluth, which I kind of did want to do. I wanted another summer at Angie's. But whatever. I digress. <laughs> um I think I just I didn't want to be a server and only know my boyfriend and not be doing anything to like build up my resume at that point. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's really stressful that first job post college and you just want that job. And I wanted that so bad. And yeah, so I came home. He stayed. We didn't break up at that point. Um. But so then my mom flew up to Alaska to drive home with me. So then I drove <laughs> back from Alaska, which is super fun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, spending 100 hours, actually 110 hours in a car in a month's time. Mm -hmm. Something I would recommend to everyone in life. But honestly, it's a super pretty drive-in. I I would do it again. Like, <laughs> I'm not joking for a while. I was like, is she being sarcastic? I can't tell. <laughs> no, like I would. I, all I learned is that I wouldn't take an internship up there again. But I would do the yeah. drive again. I will go back. Why not? Yeah. yeah. So. It was really pretty. Okay. You came back. Yes. You were – Living with your parents for a little bit, right? <laughs> and then when did you officially move back to Duluth? Um, okay, so after Alaska, I moved back to my parents for two months. During that two months, I got myself a job in Seattle. Moved to Seattle oh on my, my birthday. I completely forgot about I Seattle. Sorry. I, sometimes <laughs> I forget about it too. Moved to Seattle. Was in Seattle from August through mid-March. COVID hit Seattle first. Um, so the city shut down. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be in a 270-square-foot apartment with my boyfriend. I don't. I don't think he wanted to be in one with me either. That, he, yeah, that's not a lot of space. Yeah, especially because <laughs> he still had his job and was working remote then. I did not have a job. And mm. there's the only room in the apartment was either the bedroom, kitchen, office, closet, or the bathroom. And so it's like we were always together. And then it hit the point yeah. where you weren't allowed to park at parks during COVID. Mm -hmm. So we could only go for walks. Um, there was like three people that got to visit my apartment or my studio. And it was not a neighborhood where you could just – go for a walk mm. and you most definitely cannot go for a walk alone as a young female um so sad yeah it was a bummer so we drove back to minnesota to wait out covid for that two weeks that we were all told and that became forever <laughs> and then it became like two years <laughs> yeah so then we let go of the apartment when the lease ran up in july um, and then we moved to Duluth, like, January 1st of 2021, technically. Actually, I think we moved yeah. in, like, December 31st of 2020, okay. but, yeah, that's when I moved back up to Duluth, and 
no regrets i'm happy that i live in duluth i think it's damn i think it was much more it's me. kind of like the the universe was pushing you to go back to duluth in a way i think it was i think it didn't want me to leave because yeah. all of my things kind of failed but i also think i did need to leave because i was hitting the point where i was getting a little resentful of living in duluth like i felt like there was mm-hmm. nothing going on there was no travel and i was very much so just bored and i think a little angry because i had wanted to live in the city when i was younger and that just like yeah. never happened for me mm-hmm. so i think going out experiencing city life learning i did not like it not for me um, I think that was pretty good. And yeah. I really appreciate Duluth, and I want to live even like more off in the woods. Duluth definitely is your vibe. I would it agree. Suits you. It's just um, quite cool. Okay, well, before you officially moved to Duluth, you got Indigo. Yes, I did. And she's the sweetest little baby ever. Yeah, she's my little COVID puppy. I love her. I was unemployed through a lot of COVID, or I got like a couple contract gigs, but I was really bored. Um, and this is not the reason to get a dog, but I had way too much time on my hand, time on my hands, and kept going on Craigslist and looking at all the shelters, and no shelter would let me adopt a dog. I kept listing, like. It made it look good to let me adopt a dog. My parents have a big yard. We have invisible fence. One of us had an income, but then I was at home so like the dog could get played with. And every adoption agency turned me down for getting a dog. So I got really upset. And then I went on Craigslist and saw a healer puppy for sale for like $250. So that night I was like, I'm getting a dog. And... uh, my co-dog parent was like, uh, yeah, we're getting a dog. And I was like, we're getting a dog. <laughs> so we went there. I had cash. Um, This sounds really bad. They rolled up in, with like a horse trailer of dogs. So there's, they were coming oh, from Perm. You know, like this is coming from Bemidji. She's a working dog. And they had like a collie and it was like a weird mix. This doesn't sound good. And I just want to say I had always wanted to adopt a dog first and foremost, but got turned Mm -hmm. down. So then I had to turn to Craigslist. And they're like, this one's a healer. This one's a healer and a Catalua. And I was like, why are they all different? This feels weird. (laughs) Whatever. But they handed me her and she was the first one I held and she had one blue eye. And she just snuggled me and loved me. And I was like, this is it. My motherly instincts are tingling. This is my baby. And then um, my boyfriend at the time was holding a male puppy. And I was like, no, this one's it. And the guy was like, you could buy two. And I was like, I don't have enough cash for two. One. And I was just like, dude, this one, she's it. She has a pretty blue eye. She's perfect in every single way. And um, we have to get this one. So we agreed that if we got the girl, that he would get to pick the name. And I still picked the name. I knew the name (laughs) going into it. I was like, I'm getting a blue healer and her name's going to be Indigo. I like was like, this is perfect. This is prime. So it took three days to figure out her name. And we like worked our way around all these names. And I was just able to get mine like slipped in on the list, get it pushed to the top. (laughs) <laughs> and then she was named Indigo. What were some of the other names? Um, okay, a couple other ones. And these may or may not be on my baby name list now. But <laughs> I do have one of those. Um, we had Sage on there. Cute. Rory, short for Aurora, like the Northern Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time I hear Rory, I think of Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> so I really struggle with that one. A little bit, just because, like, if a name has too much of a similarity, I don't really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember other ones. But I really like Why... Name Sage. Yeah, that's cute. Why did you have a reasoning for Indigo, the name? I just thought it sounded super cool. And I, at that point, I hadn't seen any, like, other people call their dog Indigo. 
Mm-hmm. There was a lot of indies out there, which I didn't like just straight up indie at the time. But yeah. I was like, Indigo seems like a vibe. It's like a subtle play on her being a blue healer or like whatever dog being a healer because that's what I wanted. And then I was like, and if they had a blue eye, that would be sick. They don't have to, yeah. but that'd be a fun little addition. <laughs> and then she did have one. And I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. But now I love the name Indigo and I'm really bummed because – if I had a kid, wouldn't it be sick if their name was Indigo? Like, I mm-hmm. feel like Indigo would be, like, a cool girl name. And I'm a it's little bummed I've of, used a bun dog. It's reminding me of Indie Blue. Yeah, honestly, kind of. Because <laughs> you're talking yeah. about her blue eye. Yeah. That's no, cute. No, that's true. Though. But, like, you got to have an iconic name. Yeah. She's so cute, too. Like yes. when I got to see her, she's a little when baby. You came, and she was just a little nugget. She was so cute. She was so sweet as a puppy. She was so a blue healer sassiness is so much cuter when they're a puppy. Now it's a little <laughs> frustrating. Still cute, but a little bit more like, dude. Yeah, I'm in charge. <laughs> um, no, she's a good girl though. When we were camping, she like curled up yeah, and she's... sat like at our feet it was so cute no she is such a great camping hiking running adventure dog yeah i got pretty lucky there like, yeah she's a good girl i don't think i could handle not having a high energy dog where sometimes it is a little frustrating because with working i obviously can't always do the best job wearing out her energy but at the same time it is great because always keeps me moving yeah we're running out of time kind of (laughs) should we do the listener questions now yeah so we don't go over i've been really long-winded i feel like no it's okay um okay so we're going to do listener questions and make sure you're following us on Instagram if you ever want to add to the conversation and ask questions. We do it through that. Um, at Still So Young Podcast. If you didn't live in Duluth, where else would you live? Okay. I've been pondering this. I think if I didn't live in Duluth and worrying about visas and whatnot wasn't a thing, I think – And or money. I think I would live in BC, like along the coast, like more in the like Whistler, Sea to Sky, Highway area. I think that's Mm -hmm. where I would live. Out west, if I could like be out of country, whatever. If it had to be within country, I kind of think I would be an East Coast girl, but in the coastal New Hampshire main kind of way hmm interesting yeah that'd be great if i live somewhere else where where would you see me um i could see you living in oregon for some reason you look like an oregon girl really Mm Hmm. wait is that how you say it right oregon oregon yeah i think so yeah, it's not it's Oregon. They make yeah, they make fun of people who say Oregon, right? Yeah, so it's Oregon. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I hope I said the right one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You look like an Oregon type of girl, or maybe like, or I was gonna say Washington, but like you literally live there. <laughs> I feel like I could be like Northern Cal, like super Northern California. Yeah. Or like I could, I could see go that too. ski, but also could go be by the beach. Hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. Top five favorite books. Ooh, okay. Um, of all time, because I'm a little bit pretentious, I love Pride and Prejudice. That was like one of my first like hard books I read. Um, I love The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, and I really like to just read her poetry. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one's not a hard read at all, but this is 
especially in my prime angsty girl era looking for Alaska that has been like my most read and reread and whatever book I was such a John Green girl I don't know why I'm blanking on books now I could reread Daisy Jones a couple more times that one was really good to me oh yeah that one was good Summer I Turned Pretty. <laughs> okay, I love those books. I don't know if they're the best books of all time. but No, they're definitely not the best, but they're, they're so, like, comfy. They're yeah. comfy reads. I would recommend reading them. I'm trying to read them in Spanish right now. <gasps> That's a good idea. I should do that. Yeah, because I used to be able to speak Spanish decently well, but, like, not speaking it out loud to people. I feel like I've just lost it. So now I'm trying to yeah. read books in Spanish to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And it is it is a challenge for sure. It's like, oh, I don't know shit. So this is Wait, good for me. This is this is like it's like weird that you're saying that because in the summer I turned pretty in the book, Belly reads Hunger Games in French because she wants to <laughs> That was actually I was rewatching the episode. That and was that really inspired like you me talking about that. It. You talking about that? I was like, wait. Yeah, doesn't she do that in the book? That's she so does funny. actually. I had a, and when I was trying to learn French, I got in a book as well. But I feel like I need to be a little more one language at a time. Mm-hmm. But even in high school, we would read Hunger Games in Spanish. So then you would work on like context clues and like filling in info or pushing yourself. And then when I was rewatching the summer, I turned pretty because I do that like once a month. Um, I do too. <laughs> it's so good. I yeah. saw her doing that with the French. So I was like, oh my God, this will be the easiest way for me to, not an easy way, a challenging way for me to keep up with my Spanish and like not forget it. So I ordered the summer I turned pretty in Spanish. Cute. So I was like, that might as well be a fun book. Yeah that end <laughs> that's like an easy read too so yeah or it's like- an easy read in english so mm-hmm. okay last question what has your journey <laughs> i forgot about this question what has your journey been like discovering your your gluten-free okay so long story super long i found out that i was gluten-free like the end of my junior year of high school I was just like dealing with debilitating migraines all the time like I could barely make it through the school day I would skip school a lot and was just like down bad all the time and couldn't really figure out why and then eventually I had like read somewhere about like cutting out gluten and like maybe that would help and I did and then eventually like after it was like worked out of my system being gluten-free did help and then I went to the doctors and we chatted about it and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, you should do that. And um, so that's kind of how I realized I couldn't have gluten. And I will say in these 10 years, the world of gluten-freeness has gotten so much better, so much easier. Restaurants have options for the most part. Um and there's just like a lot more fun foods that you can buy and to me, at this point, it's really, like, no big deal. It's just been my everyday life for so long where it's super easy and there's things that I make that I really like and you can't tell are gluten-free. And I also don't mm-hmm. know if I would be able to tell at this point since it's been so long. Um, more so, the only times where it's, like, really frustrating is at family events when it's just a shock to everyone that I'm still yeah. gluten-free after 10 years, <laughs> like that, and they still don't know what gluten is. And it's just like, that's that's where it gets frustrating. Um, and then it's been a little frustrating a couple times just like traveling with friends because there's just like certain things where it's like, I just need a kitchen and then I can cook for myself or – just like let me be in charge of groceries or whatever it may be or like have a decent amount of input just because it doesn't seem like a big deal to forget or mess up 
if it's not you. But when it's like you are the one that gets sick from it and that cross-contamination or having it or have like a couple other food allergies or intolerances or whatever, where it's like having those things, yeah, it makes me sick for a day, but it can also like send my IBS and stomach issues back for like a month. Mm. So it's just kind of like pretty frustrating when it's just like, it's annoying when people don't understand because they don't have to understand or they don't have to think about that stuff. Mm -hmm. I get it because like Derek and I are vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Do you still go to family things where it's like, Oh, yeah, we're still a vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah, it's frustrating. And I honestly think that's it. It's just like, and maybe it's also I'm so aware of other people's allergies. And like when I cook, I do a very good job of making sure everyone can eat this thing or Mm -hmm. whatnot. So then when it's like not the same thing applied, it just gets very frustrating like being gluten-free <laughs> is kind of my personality at this point like <laughs> it's not a surprise yeah no I get that but it's okay not everything has to be about me yeah I feel I would say like I don't get mad I don't care if people eat meat or if there's meat at a okay like a get together mm-hmm. it's just like Make sure there's not meat in everything, you know. Make sure there's not gluten in everything that you're, (laughs) you know. And it doesn't need to be in everything. No. Or it's also like there's so many things that just naturally don't have gluten in them. Or it's like it doesn't need to be a a big deal to make this thing. Mm -hmm. Or there's a lot of really good meals that are so easily vegetarian. Yeah. Where it's like, I act, I feel like you actively have to try to add meat to this and make <laughs> yeah. this work with meat. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And gluten-free options too is like, there's an easy way to make this gluten-free. Mm-hmm. There really is. So, yeah. I relate. But for this person, honestly, learn how to make a couple super easy recipes And then, like, slowly get more and more comfortable with, like, cooking stuff for yourself. Because I feel like, honestly, when you become – when it comes to having to be gluten-free, honestly, the best thing is to learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, if you buy everything store-made or, like, the pre-made stuff, it gets super expensive. And I feel like that's where you notice when something's gluten-free versus if you just, like, learn how to make certain dishes – you honestly don't realize it. Yeah, definitely. Um, make risotto. That's gluten-free. Super good. <laughs> Reese loves risotto, if I you guys did. didn't know. <laughs> big, big risotto is funding me. Oh, my gosh. Derek made risotto last night. And it was – okay, there's this, like, so specific risotto that he gets. And oh, what is that? It's, like, a Trader Joe's one. And, like, I usually love Trader Joe's, but mm-hmm. I can't – this risotto, like, there's something about it that I can't eat it. Like, it – like, there's something – I don't know what it is. Maybe there's, like, cheese in it or something. There's something in it that I'm, like, just not good, not good, not good. <laughs> no. But I did make risotto. I got a cookbook, um, and there's a risotto recipe in it, and that one was really good. So it just depends on the rest how you make it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I was down in the city. This is on the note of Trader Joe's. I was down in the city Sunday briefly to like pick up my dog. And I was like, well, I'm going to Trader Joe's. My yeah, other friend obviously. Maddie was down in the cities and went to Trader Joe's. And then my friend Carly was down in the cities. I went to Trader Joe's. I was like all of us Duluthians same day. We're like, oh, we're in the cities. We got to hit up Trader <laughs> Joe's. And I controlled myself so hard. I usually go wild and buy just a bunch of pre-packaged fun things when I'm there. Mm -hmm. But I was good. And I just bought stuff that I actually needed. Oh, my gosh. And stayed on track. And I was really proud of myself. 
I love Trader Joe's. I always watch these TikToks um, where this girl's like, here's $50 of Trader Joe's for the week and here's all the recipes I can make. Mm-hmm. And I want to live next to Trader Joe's so bad just so I can like follow that so I can stay on a tighter grocery budget. I understand yeah. that I could go grocery shop like that somewhere else and probably stay on the budget too, but I just want mm-hmm. the full Trader Joe's moment. Dang. Will you send me that? Because I want to try. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, okay well i don't want to go i don't want to keep talking because this episode will be a little too long but thanks for sharing about your life reese i'm sure everyone is happy to know a little bit more about you and your life journey (laughs) i hope so um and i also learned some new things as well maybe not while recording but (laughs) yeah i kind of forgot to share that part whatever (laughs) i'll share it eventually well thanks everyone for listening reese is gonna interview me next week so make sure you send in your questions at our instagram make sure you're following us on instagram at still so young podcast and tiktok at still so young podcast make sure you're rating us five stars And yeah, we'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.